Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hey, my name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at Lighthouse. Thank you guys so much for joining us online. And I too want to just say happy Father's Day. Man, I hope all of you fathers out there today have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hey, I wanted to start out today's message by asking the question, do you have any fears, right? Rational or irrational, do you have any fears? I will tell you about myself, I have the fear of heights. Now, that wasn't such a good fear to have growing up in a family where my dad had a construction company and I uh, had two older brothers and we just we did roofs a lot during the summer. But I do remember really kind of that first time that I knew I had the, the fear of heights was when I was um, at, we were putting a new roof on a school building and it was really steep. And I told my dad, I said, Dad, I just do not want to walk on that roof. And he said, well, son, you're going to have to then carry the bundles of shingles up. That's going to be your job. And I said, gladly. So that's what I did for like the next couple of days, would just carry bundle of shingle after bundle of shingle, which those are really heavy. But I'd much rather do that than to uh, walk across that roof. Another time I was in Toronto and I was up on the top of one of these skyscrapers and uh, they had a, a, a glass floor. I think they have these glass floors in Chicago now as well. And, um, and so they had this glass floor and I remember walking over to it and I tried to put my foot on the floor and I couldn't actually do it. I was too afraid to actually even put my foot on the floor. And now they have glass bridges. So here's a picture of one of those glass bridges in China. And I will tell you, if that would be me. They would have to drag me across that bridge in order to get across it. Um, and as I was thinking of my fear of heights, I thought of one more uh, time when I was deer hunting with a friend. And we drove down to his property. And it was dark. It was in the morning. And I drove, uh, we drove down there. And he took me to the woods. And, and he said, OK, you go down this trail. And you'll see the, the, the ladder to go up to your tree stand. I'm going to go that way. And so it was pitch dark. I went over there, found the ladder, climbed up to the top of the, the tree in the tree stand. And a, a, a tree stand, if, if you have ever deer hunted before, it's very small. It's just a little seat, and then there's a little platform for your feet as well. And I was just kind of sitting there nonchalantly in the middle of the dark, uh, middle of the night, just it's all dark, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the sun to rise. And as the sun starts to rise, I, I realize as I look down that I'm seeing the tops of trees. And, and I'm like, oh, I, I feel like we're, I'm kind of high. And as the, as the sun came up and I got to see how high I was, man, I was terrified. I just kind of pushed myself back up against the tree. I had my gun and I didn't move for the next couple of hours. I'm like, I, I don't care if a deer does come. I am too afraid to shoot anything around me. So, so I had this, this fear of heights now for you. Your deal may not be the fear of heights. It may be the fear of public speaking. It may be the fear of uh, flying. Or it may be the fear of spiders. Or like Matt LaFree, the fear of snakes. Um, but you know, do you have any of those kinds of fears? Recently, I would say many of us have been facing the fear of getting sick, right? Or having a loved, a loved one get sick from this coronavirus. But I think we've all been facing fear a lot recently. So we all have fears. 
They can be rational or irrational, but you know what? God tells us not to fear. God tells us not to fear. It's all throughout scripture. Here's just a few scriptures that talk to, about it. James 5.8, which is a verse we'll be talking about in our summer series here in a few weeks, says, you too must be patient. Take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. It says, take courage. In 2 Timothy 1.7, in the NLT version, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And I love that scripture, because God says, I've not given you a spirit of fear. And then 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. And I would say today, what the world needs more now than ever is for the people of God to be courageous and to be strong. That's what God has called us to be. So hold that thought. Today is Father's Day, and uh, we're going to diverge off of our summer series through the book of James, our Life Hacks series, because I wanted to do a special message that is designed for men. Because you know what, guys? We need to be men of courage. But I will say that today's message is not just for men. Uh, we live in a world right now that is full of fear. And if there is a time now, uh, it is the time now more than ever for the people of God to be people of courage and of strength. So this message is not just for men today. I'm going to be reading from the book of Joshua. You can turn in your Bibles there, turn on your phones to, to that uh, book in the Bible. It's the sixth book in the Bible. So you can turn there. It's in the Old Testament. Now, to set the stage... Moses has led the people of Israel out of Egypt. He has taken them right up to the promised land. And he has told Joshua that, Joshua, you are going to secede me and become uh, Israel's new leader. And then Moses ends up dying. So Joshua has just been given this position of leadership. All right, so I'm going to read this. This is in Joshua chapter 1, uh, the, just the first nine verses. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you as well. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous, prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So today's message is titled Father's Day 2020. 
finding our courage in crisis. And I think it's a message that we certainly need this Father's Day in 2020. So I'm going to give you a few points. If you uh, printed off the handout from your email, you can fill these in, or you can maybe just take some notes along as I speak to them as well. But let me pray first. So God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for uh, the fact that we have the book of Joshua and we have the example of what Joshua did uh, and uh, the, the courage that he had during this time, Father. And I pray that you would be with us today, that we would learn from your scripture, that we would hear from you. And Lord, we do invite your Holy Spirit to speak to us, whether we're sitting in our living room or we're driving um, or we're just laying in bed, God, watching this. I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us today. And Lord, I pray also that you would give me your words to speak. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so I have three points for you. And like I said, you can take notes if you would like. The first one is this. We can all be courageous in crisis when we, number one, acknowledge that fear is normal. Acknowledge that fear is normal. So God is telling Joshua not to fear. So he's telling him, hey, I know this is normal, but don't be afraid. So let's put ourselves in Joshua's shoes for a moment. There's over a million Israelites at this time. They are on the other side of the Jordan River. And the first thing he has to do is he has to lead a million people, men, women, and children, and all their belongings across the Jordan River, which is at flood stage. I don't know about you, but that would be scary to me right up, right up front. Now, praise God. God actually parts the Jordan, the, the Jordan River like he did the Red Sea, and they're able to go across on dry land. But as soon as they get across the river, Joshua doesn't know this yet, but the manna that they've been eating for 40 years dries up. So think about that. So Joshua takes these people across the river. All the food that they've had is gone. So now he has a million starving people with no food. And their only way to have food, the only way to survive is to take the land. And they need to take it through battle. And we're not talking about like sniper rifle, rifle kinds of battle. We're talking about hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so I brought in my sword. So I have this sword because I got this on a Father's Day at a church service many years ago. And, uh, but it just reminded me of what it would be like to be in Joshua's shoes. He now has to lead these men into battle, and they have never fought in a battle. Up until a few days earlier, they had fought their first battles. But he has these million people who need to fight these battles against seven different nations and take their land forcibly with hand-to-hand -hand combat. I mean, we're talking about, you know, like hand-to-hand -hand combat with a sword. It's not, like, what's not scary to me is, like, you know, you're fighting with a sword. What's scary to me is that you have a seasoned warrior who is coming at you with a sword or with a club, and they know how to use it, and you're trying to defend yourself in that, and you've never fought in a battle before. Man, I don't know about you, but I would be scared. I'd be scared for my life. I'd be scared for my, my friend's life, uh, their, their family. Man, it, it, would be, it would be a scary time for me. And I think, that, I think that God knew that. And that's why he told Joshua, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's normal. 
when you're faced with difficult circumstances to be afraid. But God says, have I not commanded you, in verse 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. God's command for Joshua and God's command for us is to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid. But it is normal. So I looked up the Hebrew word for courageous, and it's this Hebrew word amas, which means a verb meaning to be strong, determined, bold, courageous, to conquer. It means to be strong and courageous. Metaphorically, it means to strengthen or harden one's attitude or heart. So think about that. So it's normal to be afraid. We need to acknowledge that. But he says to be courageous, which means to strengthen or harden our heart. So again, I, I told you I have this fear of heights. And um, one of the things that uh, I do to kind of face this fear is when I take a group of men to Canada on a wilderness trip, we'll, we'll be paddling into uh, the wilderness there. And we'll come across this one island. We call it Blueberry Island. And there's a cliff that we jump off of. And I will tell you what, that day, I am scared to death. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I have to jump off of this cliff. And I don't want to do it. And so that whole day, as we're paddling and portaging and we're heading towards that island, I am strengthening and hardening my heart. <laughs> and, uh, now, it's not that super high. I think it's maybe 30 feet in the air. And it looks a lot higher when you're standing up there than when you're you know, looking down from below. But that whole day, I'm, I'm hardening and strengthening my heart to be able to face that fear. And I actually have a video of the last time I jumped off of it. Let's go ahead and watch that. See, it doesn't look very high from there, but I'll tell you what, when you're on top of that hill, it is scary. And I don't know if you heard it or not, but that noise was me yelping on the way down because I just couldn't hold it in. I was so scared while I'm doing that. But I, I will tell you, the whole time that day, I'm saying it's one second. It is one second. I can do anything for one second. And that's part of my hardening my, my attitude or my heart to be able to make that leap. See, the reality is, guys, we can be strong and courageous, even if we are scared and afraid. It's an act of our will. But I will say, before we can be courageous, we need to acknowledge that we're afraid. Uh, in AA meetings, they say that the first step to recovery is admitting that we have a problem. So uh, you can fill this in on your handout. The first step to being courageous is admitting that we are afraid. It is normal. Uh, certainly in the, the crisis that we've been in, uh, I've been afraid. I know many of us have been at different times. It is incredibly normal to be afraid during this time. So that's our first point. It's normal. Acknowledge that fear is normal. And then number two is this. We can all be courageous in crisis when we, when we remember that we're not alone. We're not alone. In verses 5 and 9 of Joshua 1, it says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with you, Moses, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
So God is saying to Joshua, don't be afraid. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. And that's a huge deal. The God of the universe. This is the God that delivered the people of Israel out of Egypt with all of the plagues and miracles. So that was a big deal. Now, in the same way that God promised that he would be with Joshua, he promises that he will be with us as well. Psalms 118 says, the Lord is with me. This is David speaking. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. David knew that God was with him. And then in Matthew chapter 28, the very last verse of the book of Matthew, Jesus says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus promises that he will be with us. And then Romans 8.38. I love this, these two verses of scripture, by the way. If you were thinking, is there any scripture that I should be memorizing during this time? These two verses are some that would be wonderful to memorize. It says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, those are powerful, powerful words. And it just talks about the fact that God is with us. He is with us through this. We are not alone. Now, I will tell you, it's been pretty normal to feel alone during this time, right? With all of the social distancing and the isolation and the quarantining that has happened. But through it all, God has never left us. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. He has been with us through this entire time. But we need to put our focus on God. Right? We need to remember that God is with us because we can't see God. God is an invisible God. But he has been there for us the entire time. And he gives a little tip to Joshua on how you will know that I am with you. He says in verse 8, he says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So what God is saying is, I will be with you. But you're going to know that I'm with you if you keep this book on your lips, if you talk about it, if you think about it, if you read it. Now, through these last three months, there have been times that I've felt alone. There's been times that I've, I've felt discouraged and felt afraid. But I will tell you, when I go to scripture and I read the Bible, man, it has been uh, just so good for my soul. It's a reminder of who God is and that he is with me during this time. And when I listen to worship music, uh, which, by the way, most worship songs, the lyrics come directly from scripture or the truths of scripture, that does the same thing for my soul. It reminds me that I'm not alone, that God is with us. So you can write this down. Our time in scripture will counter the chaos of the world. Our time in scripture will counter the chaos of the world. So guys, I just want to encourage you, spend time reading your Bibles, especially now. 
Man, we spend so much time perusing through social media or, or reading the news or watching videos of anarchy around our country and around our world. We need to counter that chaos by spending time in Scripture. I'll tell you what, it has helped me. It has helped me during this time. So we can all be courageous in crisis when we remember that we're not alone. And here's your last point for this morning. We can all be courageous in crisis when we pass it on. We can all be courageous in crisis when we pass it on. Um, I, I, I read around the section of scripture that we read today, Joshua, you know, chapter one, the first few verses. And earlier in Deuteronomy, Moses encourages Joshua. He says in Deuteronomy 31.7, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. Well, we read the section in Joshua where God encourages Joshua. But in Deuteronomy, God encourages him again. He says, The Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun, Be strong and courageous. And later on in chapter 1 of Joshua, verses 16 through 18, the Israelites tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. He says, or they say, then the answer, Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. <clears throat> Just as fully as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. And then verse 18, only be strong and courageous. So Joshua is being told time and time again, be strong and courageous. And he gets it. He gets it. He leads the children of Israel through the battle of Jericho and through some more battles. And then here's what Joshua starts to say in chapter 10, verse 21. Joshua said to them, the people of Israel, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. Guys, courageous words and attitudes, they're contagious. They're contagious. They encourage us. And I, I looked up the definition of encourage or encouragement, and it says to give support, confidence, or hope to someone else. Did you know that you can do that? that you can actually give hope, you can give confidence, you can give support, you can give courage to someone else. And isn't that what we all need more than, more than ever during this time? So it reminds me of a, a movie. I haven't actually seen the whole movie, I don't think, but I've seen this clip many times. It's from uh, the movie Braveheart with uh, Mel Gibson, starring as William Wallace. And this is the final battle scene of the movie. Scotland is actually rising up for independence against England, and William Wallace is leading Scotland. But their, their battle lines are drawn, the armies line up, and the, the Scottish have a lot fewer people than the English army. And so this is that, that really famous scene where William Wallace says to, to his army, he says, will you fight with me? And the army replies, against that, no. We will run and we will live. But here, listen to this response. William Wallace responds, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live, at least a while. 
and dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom? Man, that was an inspiring talk, and that encouraged the Scottish army to fight the English, and they ended up winning that battle. So here's a question I want each of us to consider today. During this crisis, have I passed on courage or have I passed on fear? Have I passed on peace or have I passed on, you know, more fear and turmoil? Guys, we have the ability to bring courage and strength to each other. And so we need to be doing that in the face of turmoil, in the face of the unknown, in the face of fear. We get the opportunity to pass it on, to pass it on to one another. So that was our third point. We can all be courageous in crisis when we pass it on. And I want to I end today's message by telling you a dream that I had. Now, many times I'll have a dream and I'll go, wow, that was, that was crazy. It must have been the pizza last night. Um, but there are times when I'll have a dream and I really believe that God speaks to people through dreams. And there are times when God will speak to me through a dream. And it was about a week ago, and I've been just debating this whole thing of, you know, do we have church? Do we not have church? Do we have it online? You know, all of that. And, uh, and in this dream, I was standing at the doors of the church, and we had these stairs coming up to the church, and, and it was an ice storm. And so we had to cancel church because it was too dangerous for people to drive. And so I had all these people that were walking up the stairs. They had come to church early. They were walking up the stairs, and I had to tell them, sorry, you're going to have to go home. We're not going to have church today. And one lady was standing there, and she just began to cry. And she began to just turn, and they all just turned and dejectedly walked away. Now, here's the deal. I didn't know any of them. I didn't know any of them. They were people that are looking for hope, and they had come to the church, and I had closed the doors. And it wasn't available to them. Now, guys, this coronavirus thing has become all too real here at Lighthouse. And we have had several cases of the coronavirus here within our church family. This past three weeks, I have tracked literally dozens of cases of potential uh, coronavirus or, or actual tested positive coronavirus cases. And uh, it's been very scary. It's been very discouraging for me. It's why we had to shut the church down in person, because we just had to get a handle on what was happening these last couple of Sundays. But you know what? By the grace of God, every single person has recovered. Every single person has recovered. <laughs> Praise God for that. Thank you for your prayers in the midst of that. So that's by the grace of God. Not one person has been to the hospital, uh, gone to the hospital because of this disease. So let's continue to pray, pray for protection. But here's the deal. That dream reminded me that there are people outside of our church body in the city of Elkhart and this county around us who are going to hell. They do not have the hope of Jesus Christ. And they need to find Jesus. They need a place that will share the love and hope of Jesus to them. So Lighthouse Vineyard Church has been called to be a city on a hill. 
Our purpose statement is to love God, to love people, and to shine Jesus. That's what we're called to do. And, and I was just reminded, it's really hard to be that light when the doors are closed. So I'm determined to reopen the church this next Sunday, the 28th, but I can't do it alone. I need people to join me who are courageous and they're willing to come and serve. I need people who are courageous and they're willing to come and worship. I need people who are courageous and they're willing to come and encourage the people around them just by their presence. Now, I know it's a risk. I know it's a risk. And as your pastor, I'm letting you know I'm willing to take that risk for you and for the people in our community. And I'm asking you, our church family, I'm asking you to pray about taking that risk and joining me next Sunday. Now, we're going to try to be as safe as possible. And I'm gonna, I can't stress this enough. We need to be safe. So we have our chairs spread out in our, here in the auditorium. And we will not pack them in here. We have an overflow room that we can have extra people over there. And the chairs are spread out there as well. Please, please, no handshakes, no hugs on Sunday. And when we're talking, let's talk outside. Keep the social, physical distancing in place. Let's not hang out in the atrium. Man, let's be as safe as possible. If you are sick, if you're not feeling well, or someone in your household, or you've been around someone who is sick, hey, hear me on this. Don't come to church. We will continue to live stream it. Please don't risk anybody else because you're not feeling good um, or because someone in your household is not feeling good. And if you are at risk or you are immunocompromised, man, feel free to stay home. It's OK to do that. We don't want to pressure you into coming. Uh, and also, if you want to wear a mask here uh, at the church, I'm just letting you know that that is not a symbol of fear during this crisis, not in this church body. So if you feel more comfortable coming and wearing a mask, you are welcome to do that. We're not going to require it yet here at our church family. But if you want to wear one, that is fine. Because here's the deal. We cannot live in fear. We have to share the hope of Christ to our community. And we're going to open up the doors of our church to do that. And so I would ask you, please be praying about joining us next Sunday. Now, with that said, I'm going to, going to invite Matt LaFree to come up and to close our time together. So courage, that's the word that we can take out of this message. And then I was, as I was sitting there and, and listening to God and what we should pray for, um, kind of the combination of Pastor Clint's first two points kind of came to my mind. And the first one is that, that acknowledging fear is normal. We're going to have fear in our lives. But as I was sitting there and I was talking to God, he, he pointed out in, in the Bible, yeah, we're going to have fear, but, but nowhere in the Bible does it say to succumb to your fear or to live in your fear, but it says to be strong and courageous and overcome that fear. And that was his second point, which, which I felt was important. It says, remember, we're not alone. 
you're not alone physically. You're going to have other people around you, as he talked about, encouraging others, but you're not alone because you have God in your corner. You may have heard the term of, of Emmanuel, sometimes spelled with an E, sometimes spelled with an I, but it means God is with us. And so as we close today and we close, whether you're, you're a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, old or young, this prayer is for everybody. I want to pray courage onto us. I want to pray a courage that we overcome our fear. And our fear can be a lot of things. It could be a physical fear, like mine is a physical fear of snakes. But it could be an emotional fear, a spiritual fear. Maybe you have a fear of commitment, a fear of being alone. Those are all fears. But we can overcome that because God is with us. And so as we close, what I, what I want us to do is I want us to, to put our hands over our hearts. Just put that hand over your heart. And the first thing that I, I, I want us to feel, I want you to feel the presence of God. Just sit there in silence and, and, and feel the presence of God because he is with you. So, Father God, we know and we trust that you are with us. As we have our, our hands over our hearts this morning, we just ask that you, that you enter in, that you be our courage, that you be our encourager, God. Take away whatever fear that we might be living in, God. Whether the world sees it as a big fear or a small fear, we declare that we put that fear into your hands and that we trust that you will take care of us, God. And God, we pray that as we finish up this prayer, that, that we are a changed person, that we no longer live in fear, but we live in you and you in us because we know and we trust that you are with us. So as I close, I just pray that today, God. I pray for, for an encouragement and I pray for courage over all those that are listening. We thank you for giving us strength, for being our strength, for being our courage, and for being our encourager. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. 
Again, we hope to see you next weekend here at Lighthouse. But if you are feeling ill, and, and we'll be here when you're ready. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.